Jay Hunter here with iRockRadio.me. We are in the green room of the Chameleon Club in Lancaster for the big show coming up with Queensryche. I'm here with Michael Wilton, the uh, co-founder and also lead guitarist of, uh, of Queensryche. How's it going, man? Uh, it's going really good. You know, uh, we're on this uh, last leg of the Condition Human Tour, and uh, we're just hitting it out here, and this will be the uh, last leg of this tour for this year so we're really proud to hit the east coast again because we came through here in january and uh snowstorm kind of wiped some of the shows out so this is good that we get to hit these places again i was going to say i'm i'm really excited to see you guys now because i mean obviously you've you've gone through some changes and since the changes uh you have the the new out al- new album out well it's not new anymore but it sounds great uh guardian we've been playing it on irockradio.me and uh you know has has how's the road been treating you with uh with the new lineup and the changes it's actually been great it's all positive um we're rebuilding the band and and uh you know making all the the uh you know contacts again with the industry so it's you know it's a bit of an arduous task when it's kind of went down a rabbit hole but now it's uh coming back and we're really moving forward i've been looking forward to it because uh some people have that that i know have seen you guys my first time i think it was m3 festival that that you guys did and uh they they you know again not to you know point fingers one way or the other but uh they told me that uh, it was just an incredible show and they hadn't seen that quality from the entire band of Queensryche in a long time so yeah i mean that's great to be uh doing m3 festivals again and uh you know actually met some fans today that said hey we saw you at m3 you should have closed it because half the people left after you were done <laughs> and you know what that's actually one of one of the three people that told me when they were at the m3 festival that's one of the people that said that too so um so now, with Todd in the mix, first of all, how did he come into the mix? Because I, I'm not sure, I, I think I remember reading somewhere that you were working with him previously on a different project. Yeah, I met him at the uh, NAM convention, um, and we literally, he bumped into me at an hors d'oeuvre table at the Seymour Duncan party, and uh, he thought I was uh, Eric Peterson of Testament. <laughs> no. He told me, hey, nice show last night, so I looked at him kind of funny, you know, and go, what? who are you, you know, that kind of thing, and just yeah. tried to blow him off, you know, and then, um, but then, you know, he goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and we talked, and uh, just exchanged numbers, because, you know, he introduced himself as a drummer, so um, we were going to work on some side project ideas, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I sent him some demos, and, and he put some drums on it, and, and uh, you know, then everything kind of exploded, and, you uh, we, the whole band was in a bit of disarray and then you know he, he texts me he goes hey I saw the news by the way I can sing Queensryche nice you know and it's it was kind of and this kind of magically happened it was like fate one step after another after another after another he came to the first rehearsal the first song we rehearsed was Queen of the Reich and it was easy for him and right. everybody in the band you know their eyes opened and jaws dropped like my God, we've been trying to do this in the standard key for so many years. It's like, and this is your easiest song to sing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and uh, because we didn't have any shows lined up, you know, they were mysteriously taken away from us. We uh, decided to do a couple headline shows as Rising West. Um, and so we booked uh, two shows at the Hard Rock Cafe in Seattle with limited time, sold both of them out in you know hours uh so it was clear that the fans 
wanted to hear the songs that they haven't heard in in years the classics the first six seven albums right right, right. so we put a blistering set together and uh you know less than anything you know and people were blown away and it went viral it went so viral that different management companies flew up to seattle for the second show sold out all the merchandise so you did all this back in your home area right in seattle and uh you know, from there, after the second show, it was uh, connecting with different management offers, and you know, we uh, we did that. And the first thing they said is that, "Hey, the fans are calling you Queensryche. Call yourself Queensryche." And then that's how it all started. So, well, now we're since we're talking about old stuff too, and we were talking about the the last album. I, I was gonna say, you know, I mean, we can play Guardian right now, take a little break, but um, I, or something else off off of that album, but. Doesn't matter what song. What's what song do you want us to play? Um, well, we have a video coming out for Hellfire, so why don't you blast that one? All right, you heard it here. Queensrÿche and Hellfire on iRockRadio.me. Real rock, real variety. It's iRockRadio.me. We are back, part number two of our interview with Michael Wilton of Queensrÿche, co-founder of the band. Uh, did you ever think that it was going to go this far? You know, it's. Uh it takes a mindset, you know, you have to live in the now and look towards the future. So, but every once in a while, you got to humble yourself and look in your past and go, wow, I've been doing this for that long. Am I insane? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, well, see now I'm, I'm going in two different directions because, uh, I mean, obviously we, we played something, something new. And so I don't want to defer too far away from that and then come back. So, um, but as as you change members, and especially after changing uh, a lead vocalist, then does that change your your process with uh, writing the material? Well, I mean, it was more of I don't know. As if you look at it as a company, you know, it's it's about retooling the machine. So right. um, things had gotten stale. So you got to do something. You know, it's keep doing the same and and go down the rabbit hole or let's move on to better horizons so it's just a matter of uh, uh, necessity and and you know everybody needed to be cohesive again as far as all all decisions and and especially in the music and in the writing um, when it's written as a band it just has a better feel it's a better representation of you know the the entities of the the writing process and the whole creative process so um, for us it's it's kind of like going back to the beginning again you know and rediscovering uh, everybody's strengths you know in the I, I was gonna say it does it does you know it, it constantly go, goes back to that old Queensryche sound but it it's obviously newer it still has that newer sound but you keep that consistent Queensryche sound that, that goes with everything. Yeah, and that a lot of that is just, you know, making the effort to keep current in the industry and, you know, keep, uh, uh, you know, lots of musical influences, you know, uh, inputting your brain. And, uh, um, but, you know, that being said, you know, you have the DNA here. You know, it's a, it's a proven thing that right. it's probably, when I write, it's probably going to sound like me. So it kind of makes sense that it's going to sound like old Queensryche. Because, you know, that's, this is the kind of the way that we wrote music back then. And, uh, 
you know the band loves it you know that's what being in a band is about and that's what makes it fun so tweak it but don't reinvent it completely right you got something good going let's let's move on it right exactly before we go to the uh you know some of the last questions i have uh, one one feature here that we like to do at the end of every uh, every interview it's uh four quickies and an afterthought uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to give you two two thoughts and just first thing that pops into your head out of the two, okay? Mexican food, tacos or burritos? Oh, burritos, chicken. Chicken burritos. Uh, vacations, camping or beach? Uh, the beach. Um, superheroes, Marvel or DC? Um, Marvel. Oh, you had to think about that one. That's all right. <laughs> Late night, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon? Uh, either. I'm not, I don't watch it. Neither. Okay. <laughs> And the other one is the afterthought. It'll take you a little while, maybe. What's the last thing that you listen to, aside from your music? Um, let's see. What did I listen to the other night? Uh, the latest Mastodon. Nice. I like those guys. They have a, uh, a unique uh, writing and playing style. They're a little more freeform and just very uh, organic and natural players. Very cool. Very cool. I know uh, our, our one guy, uh, Damien, he loves Mastodon. All right. So basically, uh, two things then. Uh, one, for the up-and-coming bands, because you guys did start uh, in a unique way. You didn't go around and pay, play in the clubs. You did the demo and uh, worked it that way. Uh, how would you advise a band today with the technology that's out there now that's wanting to get their start what, what would you say to them yeah it's a it's a different playing field now i mean it's you have so many different uh technologies at your will that you can you know harness and it's i don't know i think the the first and foremost is you got to find a bunch of guys that you can get along with and and cohabit you know possibly seeing yourself with these friends for more than five years 10 years that kind of thing i think the chemistry is you know that's what was great about us was that it was you know five unique guys that all had their own influences but the all the chemistries kind of blended together and worked and i guess that's a rare thing but i think that's the main thing that uh bands need to really uh strive for y you have uh, so many disadvantages these days because you're in a huge traffic jam of bands touring all the time because music is not being paid for and uh, the self-entitlement in the industry is ridiculous you know that's why all the festivals do right and it's you know and it's it's I don't know if it's ever going to get any better I mean I know it's happening in the movie industry as well so it's like streaming is is good in a certain way you know if you're in on the the front end deals but it's kind of crappy the other way when you're not getting you know right. your 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 hard-earned income you know so i think really it's knowledge and you know just going with a an inner persistence and a drive that makes you want to succeed you know and you got to uh if you're playing an instrument you know, you got to practice. You got to uh, redefine what what you want to exhibit in your instrument, and to make it unique to you, so you don't sound like a carbon copy of somebody else. You know, it's it's there's so many different facets to uh, being a musician. You know, it just all it all depends where you want to go. And lastly, then before I let you go, um, and I really do thank you for taking all this time with us. Um, 
what's what's next for Queensryche? What's what's on deck? Um, yeah, we're we're finishing off this Condition Human tour. It's uh, it's been all year. We were uh, over a hundred shows this year, so uh, we're gonna uh, finish this uh, run December seventeenth. Go home and you know recharge the batteries and decompress, and then. Um, we're going to start writing the next album and uh, so we're really going to concentrate on that and try and have a uh, another Queensryche release in the uh, fall or winter of uh, 2017. Well we look forward to it we look forward to it and we'll be playing it of course right here on irockradio.me this has been Michael Wilton of Queensryche at the Chameleon Club up in the green room Uh, thanks to the Chameleon Club thanks to uh, to everyone with the the Queensryche staff and thank you Michael